Hi, this is Sarah Cavell from EI Focus. Thank you for joining the Focused Athlete Podcast. Today, we're talking with Andrea Fuentes. She is a four-time Olympic medalist in artistic swimming. And this makes her one of the most decorated Spanish Olympians of all time. She's currently head coach of Team USA in artistic swimming. And it's been such a pleasure getting to talk to her and spending this time with her. She talks about how she turns some of our negative emotions like anger, sadness, fear into a challenge in her mind to create optimism, to create positivity. And she talks about the importance of being in the present moment, thinking about what we what's happening right now, focusing in on our breath, focusing in on our body, instead of thinking about the past or the future. And I love how she does that because she gives us some real tools on how to do that. She also talks about fun and bringing humor into practice and, and creating an environment of playful competition, really. And so she just brings such great energy to those around her. And I just, I've had such a pleasure getting to know Andrea. Enjoy the interview. Thank you so much. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm a little bit in a moment of charging batteries and growing in other fields than my normal job. So I'm excited. It's also, it's also needed sometimes. Yes. Very nice. Well, we're very excited to speak with you today. We are EI Focus. Our purpose is empowering women and girls in sports with emotional intelligence. And we're here today with you, Andrea Fuentes. Andrea has been to the Olympics three times. She's earned four medals. And this has brought her to be one of the most decorated Spanish Olympians of all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. right now, she is the head coach for Team USA Women's Artistic Swimming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So excited to talk to you today. And I would love to start off our conversation just with the question, how do emotions affect your performance as a coach? Mm-hmm. Um, my emotions, um, usually, um, I think they help me because um, I try to drive them in a way that are empowering me instead of um, making me smaller, no? Of course, this is not always possible, but I try as much as I can um, to drive my attention always to, um, to the positiveness or the optimism of, of any situation, no? And this makes my emotions be usually... Um, Mm, working for me, no, <laughs> for my, for my, mm, my values, values. Um, so, for example, imagine um, to picture it a little bit. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure, and and any situation happens, and you know, for example, just one accident, no, and it can be a very negative um, situation. But instead of looking at this situation as a negative um, um, problem that would affect me with our anger or sadness or, or fear, I try to see the mm, situation as a positive opportunity for us to, this is a challenge, this is exciting actually, 
and it's the universe who's proving us to see if we can solve it, no? And then suddenly it creates emotions that are like, hmm, let's see, this, are you proving me? I will, I will show you, you know? This a little bit daring um, attitude or, or, or exciting attitude, no? So you can change fear, not from fear, because it, once you see it as an, like your brain judges the situation as a negative one, you have never negative emotions. I call it negative because are not pleasant for me, but maybe it's not the, the correct um, judgment, no? But it creates a sensation that I don't like, no? And then why not, instead of, once you have this sensation that you don't like, which can be fear, for example, and try to fight this fear, and then have to convert it, which is a lot of energy, why you don't just go directly to the judgment of, no, no, it's actually a challenge, a, a, a proof from the universe, uh, something exciting, even if it's dangerous, let's see if we can do it, you know, like place your mind, it is a game and then let's, you know, pass to the next uh, situation. Okay. Yeah, and then you don't need to fight fear, convert it to, mm -hmm. you just go directly, you know, it's maybe a shortcut, but it's, I think it, it, it creates a lot of waste of energy to judge it negative and then, and then so it's not automatic, of course, at the beginning, but there's people who see always everything positive, but the ones that we don't have this gift, um, I trained myself to do it and now it's natural, no? It's not, it's not a gift for life, no? You can, you can work on it. And then once I um, find myself in a situation, I remind myself, okay, now I can choose. I go to this way or this way, my judgment. No, 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 it's not negative. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Okay, let's go. You know, it's, it's I, yeah, this is my, my way to, the, to do it. And it, it sounds like it happens like that. But you also said you trained yourself. And yeah. so how, how does that work? How do you um, train yourself? Yeah, um, in present moment, again, um, I mean, I, I have the sensation that I'm talking because I, I'm sure you know a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. So it's kind of, I think I'm, I'm going to say things that you already know, but okay. I, in my situation, um, usually if you have fear or emotions that are negative to you, if you look at them, almost always they are because they are not in the present moment. They are or in the future or in the past, no? Regret or or fear for an imagination that something is gonna happen, no? And, and if it's present moment, uh, it's very easy to go to the emotions that are positive for you, no? Which is this joy, this, this um, empowering yourself, no? And, and I think is, is train yourself to be in the present moment. There's a lot of techniques, no? And mine was meditation when I was younger as an athlete. Um, and meditation sounds like, okay, now everybody talks about meditation and, or mindfulness or, or, you know, it's kind of the magic thing. And it's actually very simple. And when I discovered what was it, it actually makes a lot of sense because how to train your mind to not go to the future or the past, why it's focusing on the breathing, no? What's, what's the relationship? And, and when I discovered why, it was actually very helpful because the breathing, it's the easiest way to click your brain to the present moment because it's happening now, no? I'm breathing in my life and I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm um, exhaling, and also the sensations of, of the body. Mm -hmm. For example, um, when I was about to compete, when I was an athlete, I was also um, like trying to focus my mind instead of fear of I will fail or I will be too tired or whatever. I was, okay, how am I now? I'm scared for the future, but how I am doing now? Go to physical things, not so abstract things. Mm -hmm. So I was going to my hands. If you focus a lot, you can feel um, sensations, physical sensations like um, it's itchy, it's, it's hot, it's cold, it's sweating. It's, um, I feel that, you know, like ants on your, on your, like shaking. How are them, no? Without judging them. Physical sensations put you in a very simple mode of thinking, not abstract, not future, not past. It's just now. It's simple. It's happening. It's physical. And then this was making me um, train myself to be now and now and now and going to simple. Simple, it's physical. It's more, it's more nature-wise, no? Not so human um, brain behind your brain. So this was my technique. Mm. And as a coach, how are you able to share these techniques with your athletes? Mm -hmm. um, for um, I have mostly teenagers, and usually when you talk about these things to a teenager, it's like, yeah, okay, mindfulness, whatever. You know, like I feel like a mom with a teenager, like mom, you know, like she'll <laughs> say shut up and so I'm, I'm just like okay how I was as a teenager I didn't want any advice of mm, these kind of things so when I see one one swimmer who's scared I'm you know I grab their hands or 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 I say try to count how many counts you're using to breathe but don't change it just be aware of it like if it's fast just observe it like, put your attention on it. I don't tell her, let's go to meditate and find Buddha, no? I'm just like, um, how do you feel your hands? They are shaking, they are cold, or what? Can I touch them? Okay, and then I do a massage. Feel, feel the massage. It's pressing or where it hurts. It hurts here? Okay, let me see. It's better there, you know? Things that are going to simple, going to, okay, like, remind them in a way that they don't see so much that I'm mm, brainwashing, sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on, okay, put your attention on the body and the physical and, and actually accept it because it's normal to be um, under pressure now, no? And, and there's not any problem. It can be actually good, no? To, to be in this situation. So judge it in another way or don't judge it. And how to not judge it? Just observe without, without thinking if it's good or bad. Hmm. What have you noticed when you you practice this way with your athletes, you show them that the sensations of the body, what have you noticed in their uh, performance in competition or at practice? Yeah, I cannot do it always because of course there's a lot of athletes and it's only when I see somebody in a crisis and if not, they do it by themselves sometimes, they do it as a team, they grab their hands in a circle just before competing and, and usually, for example, Lindy, who said, okay, let's gonna breathe, because, you know, like if she says it, it's different than if I say it. Um, you know, like mom is saying it, not mom, the coach, or it's one of us, you know? Um, and then she grabs the hands of the whole team and the whole team is in circle, and they breathe together, just calmly together, like let's inhale and then exhale. 
So actually they are doing mindfulness techniques, but without noticing that it's a technique that we already said, you know, it's you who invented, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's okay if it works, why not? And, and then it's a ritual now for them and they are doing it just before starting to walk or like before going to the um, arena. And, and then um, if it's a crisis, like I told you, you know, for example, before a solo or no matter what, that is more alone, this person. Um, um, I try to do these kind of things, but if, if it doesn't work, because sometimes it's not magical, not because the, the mind is so there that it's like, I don't kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, change, you know? Like, um, go to the water and swim fast or do a couple of jumps, like distract your mind to another thing or just completely change the topic of um you know something silly with because sometimes with humor it makes you come back to the present moment because you don't go to the fear of the future you are actually laughing about something that i just said or just happened no i i try to find something funny so you come back to the present mm, very much easier than mm, the hands the hands are shaking yes i'm shaking worse <laughs> no it's something you have to know the swimmer so, okay, this one doesn't work the hands because then they're shaking and then it's worse. No, okay, she don't accept it. She finds it's negative. So, okay, you more. Da, 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 ha. Okay, I'm better now. Let's go. <laughs> wow. You are an all-in coach. Um, and, it, and it sounds like you have really developed uh, a, a real connection with your athletes to be able to understand how to go to humor with one to how to make someone go swim laps in another situation yeah how do you connect with your athletes um um at the beginning i was a mess as a coach because um for example last year was my first year and i didn't know neither how to do it because i had my techniques as an athlete i knew what i wanted as an athlete but i know everybody is different so i never i was never in the coaching position before no so i was like okay Today I will try this technique. Let's see if it works. Okay, it was awful. Okay, next time another one. Um, another day I have to do a super speech, no? And then, okay, it was good, but three or four were like, I, I knew they wanted to be on their own. But it's a team, no? So you cannot be perfect for all of them. And then now I discovered that uh, all teenagers, they want to feel that you trust them. And if you try to control everything or, or tell them what to do, they they think that you think that they are weak you know it's like not even teenagers i mean i have a three years old mm, daughter that if i help her she goes very mad you know like don't help me mom like me 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 i want to do it myself and it's an impossible thing but i let her fail sometimes she does it and i'm i'm the surprise one but she she grows with confidence because she knows that i'm trusting her um abilities no and with a teenager, it's even more. If in competition, I try to, you know, control them or protect them. And I, I found that it's worse. And now I try to give them the space and make them find their best way. So I put them under a lot of different situations during practice for them to discover their best way. Because I cannot control all of them or I cannot give at the same time eight different techniques to all of them because I'm one, no? Or two if, if the assistant is there. So I tried also during practice to empower them to find their own solutions inside. 
and and when they can't of course they go no if it's uh, now or never yeah. but, but they try to do it before not not only when when the crisis is there right so letting them figure things out on their own empowers them and you allow that and then when they when they need you you're there for them um and and in this way you, they they feel confident and i think i think the art of the coach is um like i will prepare you for anything in life no but i, I will not tell you how to do it always um because first of all i i don't need i mean I'm not um, God and I don't know already. So we will discover together, but I will guide you to, to want it, to, to find it, no? So that's why I put them, I try to put them during the whole year in difficult situations or in front of adversity for them to gain the confidence, not from me, like good job, you're perfect, yes, you're, you're good, because then you don't believe it so much, but to prove yourself that in front of adversity, you don't um, come small you you try to to do a step forward and this is the real confidence when you find yourself that okay no matter what happens i'm able to pass through it and then i always when we have difficult situations on purpose made by me for example when they finish if if they didn't were able to to do the step forward and they were like this is worse because i'm smaller now Okay, let's analyze together what happened, what you did. Okay, I did this, this, and this. What do you think that didn't work? I don't tell them this is the cause because maybe I'm wrong first. And second, I'm not helping them to learn about themselves, no? And then I say, okay, what, what, what was it? What do you think was the thing that made you feel small? Or what were your thoughts? They think, we, we discuss, and then they find maybe it was this. We are not sure, never, no, but we try. Next one, we'll try to change. When you find this moment that you will think like this, change it and redirect it this way, and let's see if it if it works. Mm -hmm. On the next one, I try to do it a lot. On the next one, they try and oh, it was successful. Good, I have mine. I I work better when I focus on you know on the movie of yesterday. Okay, if it works for you, this is not mindfulness, but okay, it works for now. Who cares? We call it, we call it, however, the Hannah's way. Uh, and if, if for you it was that I go running and, and I hit somebody and tell me that I'm strong. Okay. Or no, I need my space and my silence, my music and breathe. Okay. You know, but let's find your way. Yeah. I think it's very important to know yourself. So it sounds like you really do. You spend the time with the athletes that just letting them try, try, try in their different ways. And then you as a coach are, are understanding then what drives them, what motivates them. And so that you come to this place together and you can keep guiding them there in this way, using these tools that, that you've learned specifically about them. And, and now it looks easy, but it's not easy. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, there's some people that still don't know, and it's been one year already, no? Like, okay. Sometimes, sometimes not but yeah it's experience no and i think we will die and we will still not know what was the best and perfect thing because uh, situation. i love how you smile and i love your energy and um i i heard that you bring humor into your practices um to and so what how do you do that how do you what is something funny and how do you bring that into practice um 
I don't know if I'm so funny, but okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think also I give, there's one swimmer that for me, like each swimmer has a role. And, and for me, the humor one, it's very important. So I have two swimmers that the role of these swimmers is sense of humor. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very important because in front of adversity, the humor changes everything. Mm. And, and then I told them, if the team is like freaking out, your job is, you know, find a joke. I don't care about where is it, like, but this is no need to cheer them. Like your job is to find something funny to make them love. love. And, and, and another one is the one of, yes team, we can do it, we can do it, you know? But her job is find something funny. I don't care, you know? And I give a role, a very important role for me, it's this one. So I don't know if it's me or the swimmers. Okay, well, it sounds like maybe both, but yeah. sometimes it's just that I find something funny and, and I don't try to, no, no, this is serious. We have to, because we don't need not to be so serious because it's actually not helping sometimes. Right. So, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in how we need to do this in a certain way and take everything so seriously. Mm. but then when we can it's almost like we relax when we laugh and it's like that reset a little bit how you described resetting our minds yes because a lot of people um, confuse us um, to be serious with having discipline and and I have a for me one of like my one of my most important values is self-discipline and it doesn't mean that I have to be crying or angry, you know? Like, I can have my, my maximum and highest bar, but, but enjoying the path to arrive there, no? And, and I think you, if you promote it in your practices, um, it's like the demand is super high, but if we can have a good time, much better, no? We, don't, we are not here to suffer. So we want to arrive here, so we will arrive no matter what. And, and now you decide if you enjoy the path or, or you will remember as a, an awful period of your life. And I don't want this, no? as a coach, I prefer, I prefer that they have good memories. Yes, and I mean, I just admire that so much and to enjoy the journey because in your sport, artistic swimming, it is so demanding. The hours spent, the, um, the sacrifices athletes make because it does take so much time yeah. and so to have that playfulness to include fun so that they want to be there and they're yes and I think I learned I learned even more in in here in the U.S. because you are very good on on making um, practices fun because I sign a lot of sports no like you have how you learn from the first stages like how you teach in the school, I see it now in my kids also, like everything is like a game and you can do the same like game wise and learn much faster because it's actually when a kid is having fun, it's much more focused that if it's boring, they go on another way, you know? Hey. So it actually has more efficiency um, like this. And I think the US is like number one in this, no? And making the system exciting. Mm -hmm. and. I think I'm learning more here about this than, than in Europe. It's not like this. It's much less. Yes. Mm -hmm. So getting, creating this environment where the athletes can kind of get into their zone, which includes 
fun. Yes, like like you do in school. Yeah, maybe you lose it later, but um, in school it's super obvious. Like everything, like learn a letter has a song, or you know, you you have. Um, I don't know, let's find this number and you have a labyrinth to find it. And this in Europe is not like this, it's like one, two, three, four, you know? It's super boring comparing to here. And and I was like, wow, they learn like this. This is super good, no? And and then um, I see clubs um, like little in other sports. Um, this is very fun, no? It's like everything, it's a game or competition between them, but in a game environment, mm-hmm. I think it's a very good tool because the kids are much more focused and they they go much harder so it's actually two things more fun and they work more yeah so. yeah so i i mean, just really love how you describe reaching that bar no matter what and it takes discipline no matter what so why not bring the fun in and and what you're saying that people want to work harder kids or the athletes want to work harder for example, yeah, um, to picture it better, in, in synchronized swimming, artistic swimming, you can, we have to work every day, for example, 50 skulls in vertical, no? Like upside down, legs together, and the highest you are, like fighting against gravity, um, more points, no? So um, we can do it, you know, 50 skulls, so it's hard because you have to not breathe and it's 50, so you actually die almost, not die, but it's very hard. <laughs> 50 there as high as you can and the other in the other way is okay we have to do um two teams and um arrive from this point to this point but let's see which team arrives with this line that they put you in your leg dry let's see competition and the one to win has this present they fight much more if i tell them 50 skulls they go here but if i tell them let's see which team wins what the demand is much higher and, and they are having fun because let's go. They, they cheat each other. They, they bring the unity also to the team. Yes. I think it's, it's actually more efficient than just serious. No? Right. right. So creating that little playful competition between the athletes to make it more fun. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, well, it has been a pleasure talking with you, Andrea. I've learned so much and I love your smile and your enthusiasm and your real passion for the sport. And thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Thank you to you for um, bringing this to the society because it's really, really important. And for the questions, because you don't have usually so much interesting questions. Ah. My pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you out on the pool. And I look forward to seeing Team USA. Go for it. Let's go. Let's go. We have big goals, very difficult ones, but let's try our maximum. Yeah. Yes. And have fun doing it. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you everyone for joining us today on the Focused Athlete Podcast. We would love to stay connected, so please follow us on Instagram at EI underscore focus, on Facebook at EI Focus, on our LinkedIn page at EI Focus, and for lots more information and upcoming events, www.eifocus.org. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.